I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, a canned fish company is offering $1 million to the person who can discover a mythical creature. Chicken of the Sea, whose mermaid mascot is prominently displayed on its cans and packets of seafood products, is offering a prize to those who can prove that people are real. The potential winner would not only have to submit video evidence, but they also would have to set up an interview between the mermaid or merman and the company's mermaid or man expert. An official, all official sweepstakes rules also all need to be followed and submissions must be sent in by the end of February. The details about this whole situation are at chickenofthesea.com. So that's what you guys need to know. If you know a mermaid, then you can, you know, win a million dollars. All right. You know any mermaids, Cappy? I'm trying to think if I do. Um, I mean, other than Ariel? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Daryl Hannah? Splash? <laughs> Tom Hanks? You know? Do you know who Ariel is? Yeah, the Disney character? Yeah, Little Mermaid, yes. Yeah, I was just, I was just at Disneyland a couple weeks ago. You're oh, that's right. You're you an know? expert now. So now I know. Uh, come on, chicken of the sea, really? I mean, yeah, that, I don't that's, get it. That's what you guys came up with. You're like, that's your marketing meeting. Everybody sat around the table, a little brainstorming session. You know what we should do? Let's do this. Let's have somebody find us a creature of the sea, interview them. We'll give them a million bucks. That's pretty dumb. I mean, right? <laughs> do better, chicken of the sea. Cappy, you should dress up as a merman and then send them a video and see if it if it works. Well, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be so lame. It's going to be everybody in their mermaid Halloween costume. Ooh, yeah. look at me. I'm a mermaid. Give me money. No, I'm down for the money. But the idea is dumb. I'm with you, Cappy. It's pretty silly. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, before we finish with the Lakers conversation and then get into the weekend of football. Um, oh. Laura made a funny comment to me just now. Laura, what did you say? Well, Cappy's always saying that when I say rap, he can't hear me, right? Right. So True. right now he finished something and I said, do better. And he repeated it right after. Yeah, I did. Right. I heard so you. I'm like, he heard me. So clearly right. it's just when I want him to rap that he doesn't. Yeah, no, you just I have just selective hearing. I didn't case. hear you say rap. I mean, listen, maybe uh, it was because George and I were talking and I just couldn't hear you in the background, perhaps. I mean, I mean that is true. You, George is really good about having people in his ear. I will say that certain hosts are not. No, I just just don't hear you in my ear. Say rap. Don't and it's it. not a diss. Like there's other hosts, you know, here that don't like people saying things in their ear. Oh, really? Who's that? Saying in my ear. Say anything you want to. Who? Who? Who is it? <laughs> other host. Oh come on. Yeah, some people don't like it. Yeah, see, Lindsay knows. Lindsay really? knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, like some some of them. Do oh, there's not like, like a it. specific person. There are. Yeah. There, yeah. I mean, I've worked. Or is with it multiple few. people? I've worked with a few over the years. But there's one at our station. For yeah, sure. there's one for sure. Ooh, you know who they're talking about. No, I don't. Yes, I actually do. don't know. Yes, you do. No, I don't. If they both jump in on the same guy, you know let who me, it is. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's but not I don't Ireland. feel like, see, I would have guessed a Mason and Ireland combination, but Laura doesn't really work on that show that often. It's not It's not Ireland because he's used to people talking to him with the Lakers, and I work with him on the Lakers broadcast. Right. So there you go. So it's not it's Ireland. 
So it's Mason. No, I, I talk to Mason on his ear when I'm on the board, behind the board. Like, I'll tell him some mm-hmm. stuff. Is it Sliwa? Mm. Oh, I nailed it. Mm, I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. I don't Travis? know if Lindsay has the same one, but. I'm not confirming or denying anything. Oh, snap. I almost cursed <laughs> right there. Oh, shit. Well, I think Shadana. part of it is like people, like some people aren't just, you know, like you, you do TV and Ireland does TV. And, you know, I feel like that that's something that you have to get used to. You know, that's true. We got to put Slee on the spot for the next time. We well, when are we gonna have? We're not gonna have a Slee on the spot for a couple yeah. weeks actually, because <laughs> right. they're gonna be out of town. Yeah, yeah. Laura, you next say anything Slee you on want the spot. To say anything you'd like to at any time. I just didn't hear you say rap. Okay. Yeah. But it feels like she never. You never hear. Her say you never. Rap. I mean, if honestly, you're you're one that I can't really say anything. <laughs> like with Sedano, I can say so many things, <laughs> and he'll pick up. What I'm saying, you not so much. Slee's getting better, though. I will oh, there that. we go. See? Yeah. You just outed him. Yeah, whatever. Everybody knew. Yeah, it's okay. I had already guessed it yeah. by your reactions. I already knew. I mean, you didn't help either, girl. <laughs> but, Cappy, you didn't think it was him. No, I thought it was Mason. See? No, it's you. It's me. Mason, though, you can't do, like, at least I feel like he's he doesn't take, like, long sentences. You got to be, like, super Yeah, no, you got to be short. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, you could tell me a paragraph, read me a story. I don't care. Yeah, you yeah. and Ireland are really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just give me, a, you can give me a doctoral thesis. I don't care. Yeah, read, tell me your term paper. It's weird care. that I, I never hear you say rap. I can hear you all the other times. <laughs> yeah. Just that one is selective hearing. Nah, selective I think she's not pushing the right button. All right, so okay. Cappy, um, big, big, big test is what I think you were alluding to for the Lakers, is what you're saying. Right. I mean, listen, here, here come the Celtics, they're at home. Nationally televised game. Yeah. And they've got the best record in basketball. Yeah. So, it, you know, those guys there, as young as Boston may be in comparison to yeah. the Lakers, I mean, their stars versus the Lakers stars, those guys, they want LeBron, I, I yeah. think. Yeah. And they, they do. Want. Well, remember, they, they played a great game at uh, uh, Crypto, I was going to call it Staples, Crypto.com Arena not that long ago. So I just think if you're the Lakers, here's what you got going in. And, and look, if the Lakers lose to the Celtics, I'm not going to be, like, terribly disappointed the sky is falling because Anthony Davis just got back. It's been one game. Yeah. Rui has only played in one game so far. Yeah. LeBron has expended a, a ridiculous amount of energy. Ridiculous. Russ has had some troubles here most recently, you know. He has. Getting shots blocked and bad shots and whatever Regressing else. Regressing to the mean. Yeah. You know. So... You know, Dennis Schroeder would like to go back to Boston and kind of stick it to those guys a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'd love to see the Lakers pull a win, but if they don't, it's not good. You're not going to hear me go the next day. Okay, fine. Then they better make a trade. They're they're not as good as this Boston team, and they're on the road. Right. And they've no, just they, got that, AD listen, back. Let's look at this this upcoming trip. Okay, which we told you was very important. Right. We talked about this yesterday. Because it's the last trip before the trade deadline, okay? By the time they get back, there'll only be a couple days to the trade deadline. <laughs> so at Boston, at Brooklyn, at New York, at Indiana, at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Don't expect Zion in that one. Brandon Ingram will, is already back, so you know he'll have his sea legs, per se. Um, what's a successful trip in those five games? I'd say three and two. 
What would you say? Yeah, I, I would even take two. I, I even think two and three. I like. I'd I'd understand it. You know what I mean? Because Boston is is great. Although I think the Lakers can beat Boston. Um, I just think Boston's playing really poorly right now, and they've got some guys dinged up and coming back from injury. Uh, Brooklyn is playing really well, but you know, no KD. Um, but Kyrie can go nuts. Obviously, the Knicks are playing great basketball. They just beat Boston in Boston yesterday, and Indiana is better than you think. Like even without Halliburton, they're still playing decent basketball. And uh, and New Orleans, obviously, even though they've lost whatever it is six in a row, they're a team that you have to contend with. And now that Ingram say, is back, I'd say if you could win three games, if you could take one of no, these three games, is, is definitely what you want right, for sure. If you, yeah. if you could score, if you could somehow beat Boston, and then you know if you could beat the Knicks and the Pacers, if you lose to Boston, if you could beat Brooklyn, New York, and then Indiana, and then you know it's it's the back end of that trip. It's a Saturday in New Orleans. I, mean, I could see you dropping one, but man, if you could win three games out of the next five on the road, yeah. that'd be a, that'd be a very very successful trip. Because then when you get home, right. you got Oklahoma City on that Tuesday night, right. and then Thursday nights. The, I mean, Although that, Oklahoma City's playing really good basketball, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying right, that, but and 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 they popped you three times last year. Let's not forget that when they weren't that good. Not only that, but they kind of stuck it to you. Also, they 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 beat you and disrespected you many times. I thought last year. But now and then the game. Do you know what the get-in price on the secondary market for that Oklahoma City game is? Which is usually not a game that is very expensive. Well, fans might be thinking to themselves that could be the game where LeBron Correct. breaks Kareem's record. Two hundred eighty-one dollars so, is the get-in price. Yeah, so people are already kind of preparing themselves. Um, and then that game Thursday, February seventh. Uh, excuse me, Thursday, February 9th, is against Milwaukee. And I correct. I'll, and if he doesn't have the record by then, think about what the price is going to be that night. Oh, it's going to be skyrocket. It's right now. It's two eighty nine. It'll be like three or four hundred bucks easily. Yeah, just to get in the building. Well, if you need me, you know where to find me. You'll I'll be, be the there. On, I'll be there in the suite. I'm actually going to go to that game. Which one? The Milwaukee game. I'm going to both. You're going to Oklahoma City too. Correct. Hmm. What if he breaks that one? What if he breaks well, it? I'll that see night? it on TV. Hmm. Well, I know a lot of the circle of trust now. Feels very jealous. Wait, so you're gonna you're gonna come here and play pickleball? Oh no, that's the that's next week. Not that's the following week. So yeah. you're right. Yeah. But should we play pickleball again? I'd love to do it. I just we should probably uh, do it more than once. Is my is my guess? Yeah, but it's got to be a 50-50 partnership here, George. What does that mean? It means I'm coming up to you. You got to come down to me. <sighs> oh, a Sedano sigh about about a fifty fifty deal. Come on, man. Yeah, but you you come up here, you can then go to work or you can do stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm like, coming up you, to you on a day where I'm off. Then let, come off. I told you to come up on a day that uh, you're working. I mean, dude, I got a schedule I keep. You know what I mean? So do I. Well, let's be flexible together. I mean, mm. if you want to win the pickleball tournament, it's going to require work, George. We can't just show up and be How superior athletes. How about we just athletes. mean like Orange County? And That's I can go fine, down there. too. Anybody okay, a, look at that. Anybody got a place in Orange County where George and I can play pickleball? <laughs> I mean, driving all the way to San Diego, bro. It's just South South LA. I did it twice this week, and I'm going to go out to Yamavata tomorrow. I'm going to drive 650 miles this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, whose fault is that? Your fault. Mine. 100. percent How is that my fault? Oh, come on! Don't get me started. This is all about you. It's all your fault. I mean, I got you the job. Is that what you're saying? Like, I didn't I mean, do that. I you know. did that. I don't know. You did that. Uh, you, I you just did. said I like this Cappy guy. You did that. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. You said I crossed it up. You said that. I didn't say that. Yeah. 
Well, I need to blame uh, somebody. Yeah. Um, so, Cappy, coming up next, mm. you and I touched on the USC football schedule, but I feel like we really glossed over it. Like how what a what a pain in the ass that schedule is at the end of the year for them. Hey, you and I vehemently disagree on this topic. Surprise. Yeah. I, I, I'm stunned at your position at it, to be honest with you. So let, let's open that up a little further because I feel like we did it. We did it in like two and a half minutes. It, you know, we had to go to break. We had Come stuff on, coming up. Let's like, dig in. Let's dig in a little bit. And of course, we still got the championship weekend to get into. I want to talk about what some of the X, you know, we'll pick our little like X factors, keys to victory, that kind of stuff. We'll play the uh, the fun ESPN NFL music there too. Uh, I always love hearing that. It makes me, reminds me of my childhood. So, uh, So we got all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Laura, do you remember when we had Joey Fatone on? What'd you say about Joey Fatone? Laura, do you remember when we had Joey Fatone on? He was super dope. He was so fun. Yeah. We had him on, dope. Cappy. Yeah. This was during the pandemic, like at the height of the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. nobody knew what we were doing. Like we were doing, everybody was doing <laughs> obviously shows from home. I mean, we're still doing shows from home, but um, we didn't even have sports to talk about. And we, Joey Fatone was, uh, was given us to us as a guest and we had mm-hmm. him on for like 20 minutes. I like Joey he, Fatone. He was hilarious. He was yeah. so fun. Seems like a cool guy. I wish we yeah. still had like audio from there, but you know how they like remove our uh, computers and stuff. But yeah. he had a lot of like cool, funny stuff. He did. He had great oh. stories to tell and great sports stories. He's a huge sports fan. So let's bring him back. Um. Yeah. I don't even. I don't. I don't remember how. You don't have we, Joey's like number. Greg. You don't have. I you don't yeah. Bergman was producing him. back then. Yeah. yeah. So text Fatone. I don't have his number like that. Well, let's. Get I'll it track from him down, Cappy. Yeah. Greg let's do it. Has it there you go. Get Joey on. Yeah. So, since he looks like Chris, we have his doppelganger. He does. <laughs> he really does. And, like, there's a lot of people that I know would love to be on this show, but other shows don't allow them to be on that show. So, you know, Joey could be our guy. Oh, you're saying, like, O'Shea? Shots fired. I'm just saying people. I didn't say <laughs> I mean, O'Shea, t- O'Shea texts the show all the time. Like, he texts me all the time about Lindsay stuff shots fired. I just heard you in the <laughs> yeah. There's other people. See, sometimes you don't hear what people say. Hmm. I hear everything, Gabby. Oh, really? Laura's got, yeah, radar, I'm Athena, bro. bro. My mom hears everything. Tiene el radar. Yep. Yeah. So. All right, George Sedano, you were about to get into the USC football schedule, and I, I, I know we don't see this the same way, so, so please, feel free, set it up, 
And then okay, what's happening? So then we'll discuss amongst. Basically, ourselves. I feel like the Pac-12 is uh, scheduled this uh, out of spite because they're leaving the Pac-12. Why? So the what first do you ha- think? What, what's so spiteful? The back half of the schedule is really tough. Oh, please. What do you mean? Oh, please. You got to play everybody anyway. So what does it matter? No, that's not necessarily true in in conference play. That's so not how many, true. How, who did they? They not didn't play, play this Oregon year? or Washington last year at all. So so then they got to play them this year, right? Right, but that's kind of the point is that you said they have, you have to play them every year anyway, and that's not the case. Okay, so so I'll retract what I said. Here's the bottom line: some schools you're going to see every year, some schools you're not going to see every year, and then the schools that you didn't see last year, you're going to see this year. So if you missed Oregon and you missed Washington, then you're going to get them the following year. Okay, so let me just go through the schedule very quickly. Go ahead. Uh, the beginning of the schedule is whatever. They play week zero against San Jose State, whatever. Nevada on my birthday, whatever. Which is when? What's the date of that? September 2nd. September 2nd. I'll put that in my calendar. Yeah. Why? You want, you want to take me to the Nevada game? Is that what you're going to do? No, I don't want to go to the Nevada game, but oh. uh, you know, perhaps there's a little gift waiting for you. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, then they play Stanford in their usual spot that second week of September. Then they got to mm-hmm. buy. Okay. Then at Arizona State, you know, it's fine. Not shouldn't be like super difficult, but not an easy game. Um, at Colorado, whatever. Dion's not going to have that ready to go yet. Arizona. Now this is where it gets weird. I don't know why you this say that about tough- Dion. Why? Why can't Dion do what what well, I Lincoln think, Riley did? Remember, I said to you, I thought I you were arguing me the whole time when I, I never said thought he's going he'd to go Colorado. There. Never thought he'd go there. Right, and I said he's going to go there. Okay, and, and now that he's, he's there, because he can win there eventually, but not this year. It's not happening. Um, I wouldn't put so, it past him. Not this year. So they don't have anywhere near the players that USC had. Come on, not yet. Um, so this is where the schedule starts to get weird. Not hard, but weird. Arizona played them tough last year, but they have them at home. But then it says October sixth or seventh. It hasn't even given them a date yet. It's like, maybe Friday night, maybe Saturday. We'll see. We've got to figure that out later. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to is... depend. It's going to depend for TV. Who wants it? Do they want it on Friday night or do they want it on Saturday? Right, but that's weird to not have that locked in already. You know it's what I mean? Flex like, schedule, George. Flex schedule. Come on. Yeah, that's okay. You can admit that's at least weird. Is it not? I mean, it's just unusual to see that a game is not officially scheduled on one yes. day or the other. Hence, hence weird. Yes. Lindsay, agree? Weird. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I yeah, agree. Laura, weird. Yes. Oh, come on! Would you guys stop when I'll he does this to no, you? When he does this happen. to you, you don't have to weird. just agree. You don't have no, to. No, I've never heard of that happening before, though. Like, yes, can you and name you another time wait, where that's happened. I could understand if you actually disagreed for once, but you actually said it was odd. So why oh, would you? Why, why would you get bent out of shape that they I would agree? Like, I just like when you go to Lindsay. I need confirmation. Laura, give me confirmation. Boom! It's three against one. No, confirmed. I, it was two against one. But it's one. four for four. Well, now Laura went the other way just because you got annoyed, and when it's you two for two, it's still three. For, it's still three versus one, but it's now you and me and Lindsay against Laura for some reason. I mean, honestly, Cappy, it is odd, but I'll give it to you. It's not odd to you. No, it's odd. That. He said so. He okay, literally used the word odd. The hell? Now you have Laura completely like disregarding her actual opinion just because she yes, doesn't want just, Cappy to think she's exactly. going to get it. It's weird. Jesus. It's weird. Come on, right? It's weird, right? It is weird. You said odd. Weird and odd are synonyms. Anyway, but here's where the schedule gets tough. At Notre Dame, not an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Agree? Yeah, playing at Notre Dame is a hard place to play. Thank you. Okay, how many times did you win at Notre Dame? Not a Pac-12 team. Right, but okay. How how many times did I play Notre Dame and win? At at Notre Dame. 0 for 5. 
And, it's and, hard, right? Yeah, yeah it's they, hard. And they go for two, over three, over the five yeah, years. So yeah. that, that's my point. Now, yes, it's not a Pac-12 game, but it, are you trying to get to the college football playoff? You are. Yeah. So that's going to matter, no matter what. Who the hell you're playing? Well, no, but so, you said you said that the Pac-12 has has really set them up out of right. spite. Uh, and I'm getting there. Are you ready? Go ahead. Uh, thank you. Okay. So s- schedule number one. All right. Tough game. Now here we go. Utah at home. Utah who's kicked their ass beat the last couple times. Year. Beat them twice. Right. And beat them the year before. Mm-hmm. Beat them in the championship game this year. When they Correct. were headed towards the playoff. Right. So they, they face a num- the number 18 team last year in Notre Dame. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right? Then they face the number 10 team last year in Utah who beat mm-hmm. them down. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then, so that, that, that's the first one. Then they go at Cal. Now, Cal, you would think, eh, no big deal. Yeah, but they also played them really tough last year. And now they got to go there. And by the way, the last time USC went to Cal, not a good result either, even before Lincoln Riley. So let's just say playing up there, not always as easy as you think, okay? So now we move forward. Washington at home. Washington at the end of the season last year was like, just like USC, like this close to making the playoff. Like, they were the, the eighth-best team in the country at the end of the season last year. So, they're tough. They're going to have a Heisman candidate, too, in Penix. And that kid is, is, is got a cannon, too. He's going to probably be a first-round pick. Then they go at Oregon. Not an easy place to play by any stretch of the imagination. And a team that was the 15th-best team in the country last year. And they're bringing Bo Nix back one more year. So, they got a bunch of guys coming back. And they got to go on the road there. Then you got the rivalry game against UCLA. So, like, that stretch is not easy, Cap. Right. I know. It's, I'm not saying it's easy. What I'm saying is, is I don't think the Pac-12 stacked the back end of the schedule to be spiteful to USC. I think what they do is they say, what are the best games? Because we could have USC play Utah in August, but the, the season gets heated up in October, so when these teams are battling for the conference championship or they're possibly trying to position themselves to make it into the playoff, we, the Pac-12, want to put out our best product, so that's why we put these games later in the season. Here, I'll give you an example. Look at Alabama, for instance. If you look at, at, at when USC plays Notre Dame, it's October 14th. Alabama plays against Arkansas. Quality team from the SEC. Then the next week, they play Tennessee, a very good team. Then the following week, they play LSU, another very good team. Then the following week, they play Kentucky, who's got and the then Rams what offensive they coordinator. Then they have a breather in the middle of it all. They play they Chattanooga. Garbage. Total garbage. Yeah. But then they finish with Auburn. So all I'm saying, though, is, is that Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Kentucky, Auburn. Yeah, but Auburn, Arkansas, are, Arkansas was, is not even that good of a team. All like I'm saying okay. is, is that you got to play the teams that the conference has you playing in this particular year. I and understand. You're, and you're going to play them whether it's week one right. or it's week twelve. Right. But and and Kentucky this year is losing their their the best quarterback they've ever had in program history. Like they're not going to be that good either. George, all I'm saying to you is, is I don't think the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 spite, tried to screw them. And I don't by think the way, so at all. I think they're trying to set and, up for better TV games. And I'm not even the conspiracy guy. That's usually your role on this show, right? And you have taken my deal, and I, it kind of pisses me off. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Now we got to the root of all. Don't of it. be doing that. That's my deal. 
conspiracy theory about the Pac-12 scheduling USC. Oh, it's so hard. You know what? USC should love this because the Pac-12 has been so bad for so long that you could go ripping through the entire conference and not make the playoff because the other teams aren't good enough to help you get to the playoff. Well, you last year the fact. Pac-12 was the second best conference in America. Well, that's what I'm getting at. So if Utah and Washington and Oregon are all better, and you know UCLA's losing their quarterback, obviously he's been there for 12 years. So they they got to play these teams on their schedule, and they need to to they need these other teams to be. So good. what you're saying is they need to do better. You know, George, that is an all-encompassing phrase that I like to throw out at particular times. You have chosen an excellent time to use it. Do better. All right, coming up next, big deal or no deal. In the final segment, uh, we got a couple of things to rock and roll with, including our X factors and keys to this weekend's games. We'll get to all that coming up after big deal or no deal. Thanks, Christopher. You take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Sedano. Sedano. All right, guys. So, yeah, we all know Rick Astley, right? No, Never going to give you up. Yeah, 1987 hit song, Never Going to Give You Up. It's kind of like embedded in Americana. Yes, Rick rolled, you know, the whole meme thing, whatever. Well, Rick Astley, he's suing rapper Young Gravy for impersonating his voice. <laughs> Did you say Young Gravy? Yep, that's the guy's name. Really? Astley alleges that Young Gravy's 2022, 2022 breakout hit, Betty, Get Money, imitated him without legal authorization. The lawsuit was filed yesterday in L.A., and it claims that Young Gravy imitated Astley's distinct voice to the point where the public can't tell the difference. So <laughs> I'm going to play you the clip. This song, actually, it samples Never Gonna Give You Up, but just the instrumental. And so this guy, Young Gravy, recorded a voice that sounds just like Rick Astley singing those lyrics in the background, and that's what he's being sued for. So I'm going to play you the clip. Here it sounds. Here it goes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, come on. So you you think that that's Rick Astley, right? Of course it is. But it's not. Young Gravy re-recorded the lyrics, him singing it, and, and just took the instrumental. And so now Rick Astley is suing him. Here's so, the original. Sorry. Yeah, so you guys yeah play the original. Oh, my same, God. Is same I mean, clip, right? No, they sound completely different, Young Gravy. Okay, play play Young Gravy again. Oh, yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> Cappy, it's just like a slower version of it. <laughs> young Gravy. Yeah, wait, wait, let it yeah. play. I want to see if Cappy knows the song. 
You, you Let like me tell you company? something right now. If Young Gravy sent that to us and said, hey, guys, I'm a big fan. I love the show. Would you guys play my song on the air? We'd play that song on the air, <laughs> and everybody would be like, oh, my God, that's horrible. <laughs> Make it or break it. Break it. You know, like one of those deals, Young Gravy. My well, man. It's, it's a hit song, Cap. Never heard it. So do you think that Rick Astley suing him for impersonating his voice is a big deal or no deal? Georgie, you want to jump in on this one? I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big time song, right? Like people know that song. So I would say it is a big deal. And I'm with Rick. Go after him. I'm, uh, I'm going no deal. And I'm going to say to Rick, hey, Rick, um, this guy re-recorded it. He tried to sound like you. He didn't want to pay you to do it. He wanted to do it himself. So he sounds like you. It's an impersonation of sorts. You should be flattered by that. Mm. You're going to sue the guy because he <laughs> sounds like you? Really? He, well, they, he, he probably just wants them to test out to see that it's not actually his voice that they're using, which they can do with technology. It's very easy. Yeah, the lawsuit says that he imitated him to the his distinct voice to the point where the public cannot tell the difference. Mm -hmm. But Cappy mm -hmm. apparently can. Oh, it's very blatant. I mean, I can't even believe you guys thought it sounded alike. I mean, it was so different. Young Gravy, I'm with you, dog. <laughs> Add him to the list of uh, uh, potential guests, Cap. I love Young Gravy. I've never heard of his work, but now I love the guy. Mm -hmm. So you don't like the song or you do? Oh, I don't mind the song. I just like the fact that he imitated Rick Astley and was like, hey, I'm going to do this. Like, we're going to use the hook and I'm going to do the voice. And I'm going to do it super close. Like, I have this whole Rick Astley impression I've been right. working on. You know? Let's do it. I feel like it's kind of genius, though, isn't it? I don't know if it's genius, but... Well, uh, like, he's sampling the song without sampling the song. Like, he's sampling the, like, the, the you know, the music. Yeah, who'd they have to pay for that? Nobody. When you sample a certain amount, like, you don't have to, I guess. Oh, really? Because it's just considered a sample. There's, like, I don't know, something about... I don't know. I don't know what the, what the legalities with all that and the, the vanilla ice and the ding, 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 ding. I don't know. But. <laughs> As opposed to doom, 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 doom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. That has to be a drop because uh, Lindsay saying it is really funny, actually. That's funny. You know we can compare it. We used to have one with Cappy doing it very similarly. Well, I mean, and recovery. she also said, I don't know, like 35 times in, in a short win. She's like, you know, there's this thing that I don't know. And then there's a, maybe this. Because, and I, because I don't you're know. right. You think that like when you sample a song, like in any way, shape or form, that you have to like pay somebody royalties or whatever. But I've been reading all kinds of stuff lately where you don't. And like right. there's like a thing with Milkshake and Beyonce and all kinds of stuff. So milkshake. I don't Milkshake. Yeah. Beyonce apparently like sampled part of the like the Milkshake song where it's like dit, dit, and I'm not going to do it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a whole thing, you know, mm. but it's the voice part that he's upset about. He says well, he's impersonating his voice. So what's wrong with impersonations? I mean, what, what, what's going to happen next? You know, somebody's going to sue a comedian because they do an impersonation of that person on stage. You're making money by using my voice. I'm a talented yeah, a guy. Question cap. See, you, this is a very thought provoking conversation from you, Cappy. Well, you know, listen, I like Rick Astley. I like the trench coat. I like the hairdo, but, uh, I don't like this. I don't like the litigious nature of all of this. He needs to chill. Okay. He needs to check himself. Okay. Oh, there we go. Wow. Check himself before he wrecks himself. You know it. Exactly. All right. What's all right. A bride has told her groom that they won't be getting married until he gets his braces taken off because she's worried that their wedding photos won't be aesthetically pleasing enough. 
After her 25-year-old partner got braces to fix his crooked smile, the woman said she's happy that he's finally fixing his teeth, but she wants to postpone the wedding until they're taken off. She said she just can't imagine marrying somebody with braces on. Do you think this is a big deal or no deal? They probably should have like figured that out way sooner, is my point. I think, I think that he got the braces put on after he proposed. That's what happened. Okay, then they should have made the wedding later then it's you know, somebody, called photoshop people i'm just yes, saying well somebody hooked this guy up with some invisalign all up in this mug invisalign <laughs> takes longer and it it's does. also way more expensive yeah yeah i don't know anything about it i'm just thinking about <laughs> the aesthetic part of it you know which is yeah. she's like dude i'm marrying a grown man you know they call him brace face you know this guy's putting rubber bands in between his teeth at night come on man lose the braces for the wedding yeah could you imagine if this guy goes to his orthodontist hey doc do me a favor will you Take off all the braces. I'll be back Monday. You put them back on. You can't do that. You can't? No. No. Why not? Because it's a treatment and your teeth are... I had braces when I was younger Mm -hmm. and you can't just take them off and put them back on. Like it's a process. Your teeth are loose and they have to be tightened. Like you can't do that. Oh man. Then this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. I just imagine this girl being like, I can't believe that like... I'm going to marry a guy with braces. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Like, this is just not. I can't. That, I can't that is exactly this. what it probably went like. Yeah. I mean, Where they I from? he's finally fixing his teeth. But like, I'm not marrying a guy with braces. Do better. No, seriously. It's <laughs> called Photoshop, people. Just have someone Photoshop them out. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I sense, though, that it's more about something else other than the pictures. <laughs> oh, God. You feel me? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, picking yeah. up what you're putting down. Yep. Thank you. Okay. All right, what's next, Linz? Last one here. A 29-year-old woman was apprehended and arrested after she allegedly posed as a high school student and attended classes for several days. It's unclear why the woman wanted to return to high school, but parents are concerned about why she did this and how she got away with it for so long. Police have charged this woman with providing false government documents to enroll at the school. Obviously, this is a big deal and very creepy, but on like a lighter note, if you could go back to high school, knowing what you know now, what is one thing you do differently? I mean, I'd get better grades. That's for sure. <laughs> I'd be able one to know thing. the answers to the tests. So one, there's that. One, yeah. One thing like that's what you would fix is like, like, the. oh, the my grades. God. Yeah. I end up being it like, you know, I, you know, I, I was a pretty good student. Like, but I, you know, if you could have told me I could have made myself into someone that went to like an Ivy League school. Sure. No problem. Or like Stanford. Thanks. I'll take it. Yeah. See, for me. It's, it's kind of in the same vein. It's just, I think that what I would have done differently if I could go back to high school is I'd prepare myself to have a, a career in finance. Like, if you want to have money, you got to work in the money business. You know? Like, this is the media business, the radio business. This is the fun and games business. But if you want to make, like, real money, because believe me, I went to high school with a bunch of guys well, who were You could combine dopes. both of those. You know well, that, right? Well, you could if you're Stephen A or if you're... You know, if you're damn no, what I'm or, saying is you could you could have like worked for like known finance and also then like gone to work like you could have been Jim Cramer at CNBC or something like that. True. Pretty good. I'll take that one, too, for you, George. That's a yeah. good one. A good example. I guess what I'm saying is that I know a lot of guys that I went to high school with that weren't particularly that smart, frankly. And yeah, they all they became, became finance guys. They became they became really, really, really rich because they all went you, into the money you, business. You 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 love money, bro. It's not that I, I mean, who doesn't love money? I mean, love? I mean, everyone likes it. I don't know about loves it, you know? I mean, well, I think, I think people, everybody has a different kind of relationship with money. 
You know, and I've had a very strange relationship with money. You've given a lot of it away. Unfortunately, yeah. And yeah, I didn't come yeah. from any money, so I never learned about money. You right. know, like when I was a kid, nobody taught me about money because we yeah. didn't really have any money. Right, me neither. You know? But, I, you know, you got to teach yourself. Well, I mean, and what I do with my kids is I talk to them about money a lot. Yeah. Because, because I want them to understand what reality is. Yeah. It's why mm-hmm. I also tell my kids, you better eat that last chicken nugget. There's some kids starving somewhere. You better eat that thing. Yeah. My problem was I'd say, yo, you done with that chicken nugget? Let me have it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let me get that nugget. Yeah. I just want to say, I think it's interesting, Cappy, that you said, both of you guys, that you said that you didn't learn about money because you didn't come for any, from money. Because in my experience, you know, like my family, we were middle class. But all of my friends, especially like my ex-boyfriend who did have a lot of money, know less about money and less about like what things cost and being responsible with it and stuff like that than anybody I've ever met. who does Right, because it's got to be taught to you. Yeah, yeah but, I, but I, what I'm talking about is is the actual, what I'll call the art of making money. Like some people are just really, really good. They've just got a knack for making money. They, they have a way of thinking about things that just make money. Mm-hmm. And I've never really had that sort of thing, unfortunately. Yeah. But you you're, you're have a way of talking about sports on the radio, though, so that's your talent, you know? Yeah, I guess. And making sound, funny noises when yeah. we right. ask you about yeah, what, right. guys will make, what right. noise guys will make. Yeah. Don't sound so disappointed, Cap. No, no, it's all good. It's, it's all good. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but, but it, I'll just say this. <laughs> I'll just say this, though. Yeah. You know... Um, you, you, your life is never like over. Like you can always do things over again. You can always restart yeah. stuff. So I mean, I taught myself a lot of finance. Over. I yeah. taught myself a lot about finance during the pandemic, like stocks and, and, yeah, and bonds it. and mutual funds and crypto. I taught myself all that stuff during the pandemic. Well, I guess my point is, is that just and then I reached out are... to people I knew in the in the finance world to kind of just you know get like reassurance that I was learning properly. Mm. My point is, is that if you want to start over, like if you say, hey, well, if you know, just because you weren't good with money for the last however many years, you can Means still you get can't. good. Yeah, yeah. You can right, start over. Exactly. There's, there's yeah. no, the game's not over yet. Yeah. You got a long way to go, Cappy. I hope so. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we hope so, too. I sure hope so, pal. Yeah. So there you go. All right, big deal or no deal. Each and every day at 630. Now, because, you know, one of my neighbors, an elderly gentleman, said that um, he came up to me and he says, I've been listening to your radio show. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you and your partner, you sound like Ricky Ricardo and Lucy uh, from I Love Lucy. <laughs> and I said, oh, Funny. I go, my Ricky Ricardo. He goes, absolutely. Ah, that makes me Lucy. Yes. Why can't I be Fred Mertz? <laughs> that makes that. Mason in Ireland Fred and Ethel, I feel like. Oh, yes. If you think about it. Yeah. So. We can discuss this further next uh, week way. when we have two shows. Uh, uh, hey, so you and I are going to do our picks at the end of this segment, but you and I got a chance to catch up with Austin Eckler of the Chargers and talk mm-hmm. to him about uh, the season that was for them and him and kind of these games this coming weekend. Let's take a listen to that real quick. Let's talk some football with you here. Obviously a big weekend, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk to you about your season um, and the unfortunate way it ended. 
look, man, you know, we've all covered athletes on this show for a very long time uh, from all different sports. Losing is never fun. The finality of the season is never fun. How did you process what went down with you guys in Jacksonville? Yeah, you know, it sucks. Um, obviously, blowing a lead like that and then having to deal with all the media and everyone, yeah, this is bad, this, right? Um, for for the most part, you know, the season was up and down for us. We, we had a hard time finding consistency, um, find a little bit more towards the end, but it was kind of the story of our, of our season. It was the lack of consistency. It really showed at the very end of the last game where, you know, we we're coming out hot and then, you know, kind of uh, lost our lost our um, our uh, streak there as far as, you know, our, our energy or our discipline, our consistency. And that's what happens in the NFL if you, if you don't come out to play. Uh, anyone can get beat. And so, you know, no one really oh, – there's only one team in the NFL that uh, has a, a season that the fans are like, yeah, they did their thing, right, because, you know, whoever wins the Super Bowl. So – that's how the Super Bowl. That's how the NFL is. And for me, I'm like, okay, last year we just missed the playoffs. This year we got into the playoffs, so we're we're making progress. Um, and so looking forward to getting back out there next year and even making even more progress for sure. Dude, what was the flight like? I mean, to fly from Jacksonville back to L.A. after giving up that kind of lead and being shell shocked at the end. What what was that like? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know, imagine that you have, you know, all the hope in the world that you're going to the next round and um, it's all taken away from you and it seems like you can't stop anything that's happening and uh, nothing that you're trying is working and you're really in disbelief and don't know what the heck's going on. Um, all that emotion balled up and then you have media, you have families, you have, you know, it, everyone keeps talking about it. So imagine that forever, right? It seems like we're going to be probably talking about this all off season. Um and then it just, you know, as a competitor, I have to move on. Like, I got to move on. Like, to fly home, no one really talked to anyone. Uh, everyone was kind of just quiet because we're all in this disbelief, really. And, I mean, for us, yeah, it sucks. But, like we said, we're competitors. We got to go on. We got to move on. Austin Eckler with us here, running back for your L.A. Chargers. Um, well, how, how does that process of moving on begin then, I guess? Like, what, what does that entail for you, whether it's personally, maybe even potentially with your teammates down the road? Yeah. Pretty easy. Um, you just you know go on to the next day and you know start up uh, what you got going on. You know there's there's good and bad things that happen during sports. You know sometimes I score touchdowns is great. Got to move on. Sometimes I fumble the ball and it's the most tragic thing at the at the moment, right, for myself. And so there's no no different than one of those where it's like, hey, we're in the playoffs. You know we had the lead, we lost the lead, and guess what? Life still goes on because there's a lot more important things in football out there. So guess what? Back to trying to get better for this off season um, and coming back and trying to put something a little bit better on the field uh, next year. Right on. All right. So, uh, okay, so Austin, you guys play against the Chiefs twice a year. You, you know this team well. They're at home. Here comes Cincinnati. They beat them last year in Arrowhead. Now they're calling it Burrowhead. Yeah. Just they curious. beat them three in a row, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Did, you, did you hear that? Who would call it a Burrowhead? Oh, these dude, the players. The, the, so what happened is last week the cornerback. Joe Mixon, Mike, right? No, Mike Hilton, cornerback. From the Bengals last week was on the sideline. He started yelling, "We'll see you guys in Burrowhead." And they asked him in the locker room, "They're like, where'd that come from?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I don't know. It's called Arrowhead. My quarterback's Burrow. I called it Burrowhead." It was very innocent and cute, but but it's gone crazy now, you know. So, what do you think's going to happen in this AFC Championship game? Yeah, man, I'm hoping it's some competitive football. I hope it's like giving us, you know, some on your edge of your seat football, right? Like that's that's going to help us. Um, 
just continue to drive views up, right? That's what we need. We need entertaining football. Um, and that can look at different ways, maybe high scoring or maybe it's, you know, back and forth, um, maybe some big plays throughout there, which both teams are definitely very capable of. Um, and so I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last um, is probably going to end up taking it. Um, and obviously that's if, if both teams are able to stay healthy and see how Mahomes is has feeling uh, with his ankle and everything. But um, seems like he's going to be able to go, and then I'm just excited to see see some some competitive football. Austin in the NFC, I mean, all us gas bags seem to kind of say that these two teams feel like mirror images of each other in in certain ways. Not you know, not apples to apples. Obviously, the quarterbacks play a little differently, but the way they're built, particularly dominating the line of scrimmage. Um, what do you see when you see those two teams, the Eagles and the Niners? Because you obviously we're just gas bags. You actually play the sport. Yeah, um, you know, all our teams have our, our strengths, um, you know, not necessarily just in players, but and then the way we play as well and the schemes. Um, and so when it comes to, yeah, especially the Niners, obviously we know, you know they have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball and they play, play very physical games um, as far as, hey, if you have a really good defense, they got a good defense. Like we saw last game, it was kind of just, you know, a lot of, eh, a couple of field goals here and there. Every once in a while they score. Um, or, you know, give up the score. And so it's a little bit slower of a game, but then it's like everything is so much more important in those games as far as points, as far as getting into field goal range, um, because you don't know how many times you're going to get into it. You might not be as um, aggressive on, on fourth down because you're, you're thinking your defense is going to get another stop. Um, and so just the way you play the game, you know, is predicated on the style of, of your of your offense, you know, we know, and, and, and defense. And then we know uh, what the Eagles, right, they're, they're explosive. But guess what? You know, that's exactly what, you know, the 49ers have been ever shut down um, all year. So I feel like whoever plays the 49ers is going to have a long day as far as just trying to get through their defense um, and their offense if you're able to slow that down. Like, like we saw um, the Cowboys – you know, it's like, okay, who can who can dink and dunk and at least get in the field goal range and chip up these points as much as we can? And then, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see how that one plays out. I'm interested as well. I'm really excited for both the games, honestly. Nice, man. Very cool. Hey, last thing, I know you got to hustle, and we do too. Um, when you go to this Reagan Foundation organization event this weekend, I know you're going to tell your story. i got to say thank you. Last year when we were sitting on Radio Row, you and I were talking, and I was telling you that I, my son was going to go to a D2 school. And you spoke so highly of D2 football and the transfer portal and everybody wants to go bigger time and staying where you are and being part of your team. Bro, that was great advice. Pass that on. And we had a great year. So uh, I owe you a big thank you on that one. Yeah, well, good, man. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, really, in the end of the day, it's like, where can you, where do you have an opportunity, right? If you have an opportunity, guess what? If, if you have higher aspirations, well, you have to take advantage of the opportunity you have first. And so you, you got to do that before the next one comes. So I'm glad that it worked out for him. Austin Eckler, running back for your L.A. Chargers. Uh, again, he'll be the keynote speaker at Friday, February 3rd at the 2023 Reagan Leadership Summit. Of course, high schoolers, college students have the opportunity to hear from speakers uh, making change in their communities. That includes Austin, obviously. For more information, go to reaganfoundation.org slash events. reaganfoundation.org slash events. Austin, an absolute pleasure, man. Uh, get healthy, enjoy the offseason, and best of luck to you, man. Thank you again. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. See you guys. Later, Got dude. It. Great story. Great story, George. Yeah, man. So th- thanks again to Austin Eckler for joining us there. Good dude. Um, and, uh, you know, I know Cappy's not your favorite team, but uh, no, I but know I you mean, like the guy. But I love the guy. I can't, I yeah. can't deny that. Yeah. Uh, Laura, give me the NFL music because we have about 90 seconds here. 
to get in our thoughts, or two minutes, basically, to get in our thoughts. Uh, all right, Cappy. Yep. Niners, Eagles. Key to victory will be what? Brock Purdy has to play to the point where he can help a team win a game, not where he's only playing to not lose a game. He can't play conservatively like, I can't make a big mistake. He's got to let it fly. This is the NFC Championship game. Lose and go home. So to me, the key is Purdy. I agree. I think the big plays will matter, uh, although I think the Eagles have a better big play ability because of Jalen Hurts as long as he's relatively healthy. I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one. Um, it pains me because I've been riding this Brock Purdy train, but I do think he's still the quarterback of the future moving forward, and he's gonna—he's only going to get better. Uh, Chiefs well, I'm and— Just so you know, I'm taking the Niners. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm taking the Niners to win this game outright. Okay. I got gotcha. you. You're taking the Niners. That's right. It's his five-star lock. <laughs> you didn't ask me my pick, pal. I thought you were going to say it, uh, you know, so— I mean, it sounded like you were, you know, since you were talking about Brock Purdy, that it, just, it was kind of obvious. That's what I got the Niners. All right. Bengals, Chiefs, what do you got? And what, who's the, who is, who, I guess, what's the key? And if you got an X factor, throw that into. So here's the thing. I got the Chiefs to win the game. And yeah. it's not really based on an X factor or a player. And it's not really based on analysis like, you know, a Kansas City's D-line against this banged up Cincinnati O-line. It's on numbers. Yeah. Three straight wins for Cincinnati over Kansas City. Beat them last year in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. I don't think they'll be able to do it back-to-back. I'm taking the Chiefs to win the game. All right, I'm going to take the Chiefs too, but I think it's because Andy Reid finally learns his lesson where he doesn't run the ball when he needs to enough. He's going to do that here with Pacheco specifically. He's going to get McKinnon the ball a little bit as well. Uh, the, Kadarius Toney will play a big factor, though, to me in the passing game for the Chiefs. All right, great job, Cappy. Great job, Laura. Great job, Lindsey. Uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday. Have a great weekend.